are now tuned in to Drink This Podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality. You know they always got a free talk policy. Yes, speak honestly. No apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place of podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Ready? Sure. Okay. Welcome to Drink This Podcast, where the Edmonton based podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. My name is Matt. Sitting with me today, as usual, is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hi. That felt kind of good, actually. It's been right? it's been a I, while since we've done that. I, I actually kind of prefer the intros. It feels a little more cohesive. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I see value in both. Um, well, we have a, a guest with us today, but just going to get a little business out of the way before we get drunk and forget. Uh, visit get us. Drunk. <laughs> Uh, visit us on our website, drinkthispod.com or screamingdactionstudios.com. Uh, you can also follow us on varying social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, um, at drinkthispod for as long as I guess we continue to use some of those platforms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Twitter's a hellhole. Um, you can also, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. We know you have a choice in where you place your entertainment dollars. And if you see any value in the show, uh, you can totally, uh, for as little as $2 support us on Patreon and get some sweet rewards, including bonus content and other fun stuff. Uh, patreon.com slash S D studios. Our guest today. Um, so we were talking about this in the, in the pre-show and our, our Patreon subscribers will actually hear that. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll lead into it this way. A friend of the show, Andrew Ironmonger, has often said or asked me when we talk, like, what do you want to learn about? Um, and, and always in relation to this show, like, like, what do you want to learn about? What are you curious about? I know a lot of people, I can, like, always throw somebody towards you that uh, would be a good, good get for your show. I was like, oh, that's really, that's interesting. And I, I have yet to take him up on it, but I'm sure I will. Um, but I've, I've taken that idea, like, what do I want to learn about? And applied it to people that I've, like, invited on the show. Um, so our guest today, uh, we were talking about it, uh, before, but the mics were live. We've met three times. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, say hello to Chris, everybody. <laughs> hello, Chris. I'm Chris. Um, Chris and I have met three times and what Chris doesn't know is the first time we met afterwards, I said to Paul, I want that guy to come on our podcast. Oh, um, I don't, is that, that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Like, uh, well, he's because so it's, stupid. He's got to talk. Um, asshole. The <laughs> thing I realized about Chris in conversation, we're going to bring up some of these things today, is that like Chris and I are, are quite alike in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I realized it when, I, I was, have to assume you're being serious that you enjoyed the game we played when we were at the board game cafe, uh, Flux, with the yeah, rule no, change. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Okay, so yeah. that's exactly how I felt about that game the first time I played it, and I was the only one at the table who <laughs> and, thought like, that. And like playing it, everyone's like, God, this needs to end. I'm like, I could do no, this. No, I could do this, this all day, all this could be the whole thing. So the only reason we rushed the end of that was because we all wanted to go and get drunk. Yeah, but like the thing, like it costs so much to get drunk, and I was like, "Well, this game is fun." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you were the one that ended it. I know because it was your birthday, and mm-hmm. you have to like move things you along know? through some people. Yeah, um, do some, your due diligence. Exactly. But so my point being is, like, I was like, "Oh, this guy and I, like, we're very similar." But there's some things where we like fundamentally deviate. Absolutely. Uh, so the one that I want to lead with, just because I want to get this out of the way, is the first time we met. Uh, I mentioned something about Pendulette, and you're like, oh, that, yeah, fuck that, guy. that man's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Well, okay, he's not a monster. Uh, like, I've watched certain things, certain interviews with him as of late mm-hmm. after talking to you about it, because I realized I, like, 
diatribed at him for yeah. a really long time. Um, and that's totally fair. Cause... And it seems like he has he's a genuine person and he has some niceness to him. Yes. And like, but he's a libertarian, which yeah. makes me cringy. But he's the thing that gets me is that he's like this vehement, militant atheist, which which drives me nuts. Really? I despise bullies. And that is okay. like the the institutionalized bully that is the 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 man who's screaming at somebody who has no defense and for no reason uh, like for no reason uh, the start I, of so his... I, okay i don't think it's for no reason like oh i can't God. i can't say so i find this this is the the thing about this that i find compelling because you're also the second person i've talked to about him who's like fuck that militant atheist I think people think that about him because, like, simply declaring yourself plainly to be an atheist... No, dude. His book... The first line in his book is, if God asked you to kill your children, would you? If not, you're an atheist. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. No, it's garbage. It's, like, this incendiary opening that's meant to, like, grab people. Of course it is. It's It's a book. But if you're buying the book, obviously (laughs) you're already already in it. Like... (laughs) You don't need someone to slap you in the face with it and be I like, just, oh, bro, I, fucking I think, magic text. I think that's like, fine. Like, I see no, no issue with that no, statement whatsoever. I don't. Uh, like, there's, there's a time and a place for it, first and foremost. Okay. And, and, but you would think that would be in a book called God Knows. Right? And, and yes, I agree that he can do whatever he wants with his book, but, like, dick move, man. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're talking to people about religion, you're not talking to them about some sort of intellectual... Uh, breakdown of of their beliefs. You're talking about something that's incredibly visceral, incre- and and can okay. be separate from religion, right? But his his form of atheism is in itself a religion. Well, he's a new atheist. Same with like Chris Hitchens or Bill Maher or whatever, right? Absolutely. It's oh, that, and that, those yeah. guys are monsters. What's well, that category of like? What but Bill Maher is a monster for other reasons. Yeah, like but he's I also a Pendulet's fucking racist. Yeah, yeah, like he strikes true. me as a monstery kind of a man. And I see, I I have to take breaks from ingesting his what he puts. I love out in his the world. magic. Um, yeah, he's really great at magic. I Pulling saw him in Calgary. Uh, it was a great, great show. I saw. I have a selfie with him. Hmm? You have a selfie with him. I do. It's pretty great. I'm pretty I, proud of that. I, I find it difficult to handle the politics of of both those. Those oh, and I find it harder to hand, handle Teller's politics. See, but he, like, I, he's not vocal, so he's not the, the, the focus of my rage. Right? Fair, uh, but the reason you know who Penn and Teller are is because he's like a vaudeville performer working in the 21st century, right? Like, Absolutely. he's on everything he does, any show he's asked to do. That's why he yeah. did The Apprentice. It's like I need people to come and fill a theater in Vegas like every fucking day of the week. Yeah, and they're incredibly talented. They're very, very smart. Mm-hmm. He's a, or like. Penn is a dick about his intelligence. Yeah. He's anti-education. Is he anti-education? A- Anti-university and anti-college. He's very huh, much like... I didn't know that. I read these books. The, the, what is it called? Uh, didactic? Oh, when yeah, you, yeah. When you teach yourself? Something like that. I saw him on an interview and he was like, uh, I learned it didactically. You probably don't know what that means because you went to university. Like, um, no, what he said is you probably don't know what that means because you went to university. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, I've heard him say that. Yeah. Uh, so what my issue with him is all, like it's the universal health care of it all. It's like I just I can't listen to you talk about yeah, about no, achievement not. and personal like, responsibility. You talk to me about stacking a deck and counting cards and sleight of hand all day, <laughs> but you don't have 
you uh, okay so everyone has a right to say something but fuck you man yeah <laughs> like, you know what you don't have yeah, a right to be listened to exactly um, i i have to listen to you i don't have to respect no you. Uh, yeah. so i've always the things i've always respected about him is he's very straightforward in the fact that he's completely full of shit like every time he, t- he will tell a story mm-hmm. and be like this is the way i remember this story it's probably not true like this is probably apocryphal somebody i probably heard it from somebody that didn't know what they were talking about um i always believe he is genuinely interested in listening to what other people have to say absolutely uh which is a like a a a quality i will value in people yes please that would be wonderful yes please a quality that i value in people who are publicly discussing Mm -hmm. ideas the way he does Um, 100 percent. there are many admirable things mm -hmm. about the man and there are many things that i actually strongly agree with him and in some cases libertarianism in general but I I really have an issue with militant atheism, and I think that that's where that's that's mm. coming from. Like I've uh, you know I've dedicated a large portion of my life to studying philosophy and mm-hmm. and uh, and religion in general, and that kind of behavior, that kind of dialogue isn't a dialogue. That kind of dialogue is a trap. It, his his people... specific brand yes. is a trap. But it's it's. It's coming from a, like, I see it as coming from a place and a group of people who really, who have never seen a prominent elected official who believes what they believe, who, uh, like, spend a lot of time in a world where they are considered deviants. Like, I get, like, deviants, like... Yeah, but he embraces that... Totally, that but I understand why it, somebody would do that. But but if that's your image, right? Like, if that's your Gen mm. X kind of leftovers, right? And, and it definitely is. You watch mm-hmm. his original show, or uh, their original bullshit. show. No, before that, from the 90s. There was another show? Yeah, and it was just them doing magic and being assholes. It was like super Gen X-y, like, yeah. now we're going to talk about Jesus and how he died. But he didn't, did he? No, blah. Like, uh, but ridiculous. I find watch the level of enjoyment you get out of bullshit is directly related to whether they're talking about you or not. Like, I love bullshit. Yeah, bullshit yeah. was a great show until they started it, talking about things that I disagreed until with. Until the like. episode on God, and I was like, nope. Oh, see, and I, I, I nope. Like, as somebody who I loved the meat eater one, <laughs> it's like you can see who's a meat eater. It's uh, always the fat guy. Feng Shui <laughs> was a great hilarious. one. I yeah, enjoyed the Feng Shui, feng shui which awesome. I think was lumped in with like Reiki and something yeah, it else. It was like pseudo pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one bottled water was great. But that whole thing—it's the same thing with like um, what was that short-lived show? Joe Rogan learns everything or something yeah. like that. It sucked. But it's you walk into a situation that you know is garbage. You walk into a situation that you have set up. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not a dialogue. That's. The, it's a it's a it's a vicious trap and I, it's a trap for people who in some cases fine if you're if you're a well-off you know uh, hypocritical christian you know yeah fine but there are a lot of people who suffer for their religion like yeah and that, but that's kind of why i think he's right is that like i this is a i live in a world where i have to pretend like christians are good people and I don't necessarily think that about even a, ma- a majority of Christians. But what, not even not because e- if you're an atheist, it's not just about Christianity. And I realize, like, I grew up with the athe or with the Alliance Church, mm-hmm. with like people, you know, standing on chairs. Did you ever have an uh, Alliance? No. Person? I dated this girl, and the and she stood up on a chair. And she was like, "Here, give me your hand." And obviously, I was a giant fat man, so I pulled <laughs> her off the chair. And she was like, see, that's all a non-Christian can do is pull you down. 
Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. A little bit, right? But there are people who die to believe in something elsewhere, outside of Canada, outside of North America, and he's attacking that as well. Okay. He's attacking them, too. And he's attacking people who are already under attack. Well, it's like the Rohingya in uh, Malaysia, right? They're being murdered because they're Muslims. Yeah, but... A hundred percent. And we can go into, oh, well, that's a choice. They're making a choice. But no, no not no, even no. that. I'll, I'll grant you that. But does that mean I, like... Again, there are people who suffer greatly at the hands of Christians in power. Uh, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, so the problem isn't the religion. The problem is how we're treating the people. But right? it's the it's the religion that enables them to do that, right? Like, it's the... it. I guess they would find a reason. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing, right? Is it? I think or Mike is it Pence a would find a reason to hate queer people all on his own. Whether Jesus said absolutely. so or not, absolutely. And if it wasn't queer people, it'd be somebody else. Because know, people man. that are inclined to hate just based on identity like that are gonna find a reason. Yeah, but, power that's, but what you're saying is that you're born religion. to hate, right? Like, I think some people are just hateful people, like innately, without yeah. nothing they can do about that. See, I disagree. I, I disagree I with disagree. that. I disagree. Fully. Delicious. Isn't it great? That's amazing. Um, no, I completely disagree. Do so you think Mike Pence would be a great guy if he wasn't indoctrinated into a religious cult? I think that it had a. Con- I think that the world around him had at least a contributing factor in making him who he was. Well, how are we? How are we kind of describing evil? Because I don't think that he's. I mean, the, like, do I have to believe that Superman was only a good person because he was raised by Ma and Pa Kent? Like, or do I believe that Superman would have been a good person regardless of who raised him? Or uh, he wasn't a person, so <laughs> he's an, a, a sentient being. No, uh, that doesn't make you fictional. He's not a human. He's yeah, a fictional you... creature depicted on comic book pages uh, and movies. But what I I, he's I not a real person. Yeah, I don't know if I would call the, this these people necessarily evil, but we are all subject. We are all subjective as nature. We are all ego. Yeah. Right, and the the. The pushing that ego onto other people, that creating a world that that is dictated by what you believe, yeah, we could define that as evil. I think there's evil in everybody. It's a matter of whether or not yeah. you end I up don't believe in, in acting the concept on concept of evil. Let me rephrase that. Then I think anybody is capable of committing what we would refer to as evil acts. Yeah, I think those who actually follow through on doing it are probably that way because that's the way they are. I don't think. Oh it's, yeah, no, I, I fully I, disagree with that. I. I Think country, that yeah, the the being or the doing of the thing comes from the same place in every single person. So it comes that, from you wanting something and desiring something and viewing the world as yours and as a perspective coming from your perspective. It's like I could, you know, we could go to the moon. Technically, we could go to the moon. That moon could be mine. I could build a house there. Yeah. Eventually, one day. That's one day, right? It's the American dream personified. Or, or in, within our within our own mm. actions, right? So I don't necessarily believe that that's an evil. It, it makes people happy, but I it's think it's not free. I no. It feeds but back I, into that idea that nobody's the villain in their own story. Exactly. I'm sure Hitler absolutely. thought he was doing the right thing when he absolutely. was murdering Jews. Yeah, but like yeah, but I, I again, I, I that is, it is far too Calvinist for me to think that I'm just like if I'm a piece of shit, I'm that way. If I'm inclined to abuse people and be evil, I am that way from you, the day I am born. Yeah, you, and there's nothing I can do about you that. You have a proclivity toward acting in your own self-interest, but it's how you treat others and how you view others that dictates mm. not only your freedom, but your your responsibility to them and your a deeper, more meaningful form of happiness yes, of and existence. I, and I think that a... 
a mystical being dictating a moral code written down by people makes it far easier to teach you to hate something. Ah, but you see, that's that's it's that's, that's it's qualm, lubricant right? to to inject those yeah. ideas into and somebody's. The thing is, I feel like we're saying the same thing though, because uh, yeah. like I have genuinely had the urge to beat somebody to death because I was mad enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who's inclined to do that because I'm not actually a violent or. But I'm, you, I'm, I'm not you can a, admit that the inclination is there. Yeah, though. whether or not I'm going to act on it is whether or not you're... I think that on some level is innate. But that's it, what that's the choice it, I'm talking about, though, right, is you choose not to do that. But why is it I choose not to do that? Because Be- of the other person. It's not because right. of you. It's because yes. of the nakedness of the face. You see them... And there is n- there, oh, everything is hidden to you. It's right. because of the look of the other. So- exactly. Alterity. <laughs> Alterity, people. What I'm saying, though, is that some there are people out there who would be struck by that same urge who would just do it. Per- yes, and that does not make them evil. But I, don't, I never said I evil. Don't think- I'm saying acts regarded as evil. Beating someone to death because they cut you off in traffic. Yeah, okay. Like... There are people who would actually follow through on that. I think we're actually saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why we're all disagreeing here. Because, well, because like, I get the impression the that language, your position right? is that if you're inclined to do it, you're going to do it. And But that's not what you're saying there. Like, what you said initially was like people inclined to be evil to do evil things are that way inherently. I, I still think that. Because if you, the person who would actually follow through on that action is because that's the way their personality functions. Yeah, but that's... I'm not a Manichaean. I'm not saying this is black or white or only... <laughs> there is no... There's not yeah. good and evil. I, 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 like, I, I wrote about I'm with fucking you. colonial... Yeah. Settler colonialism. Yeah. Like, I'm, everything is on a grayscale. Everyone does shitty yeah. things to each but other. As but, soon as you, but as soon as you introduce the idea of the notion and the choosing to act on that, you're injecting choice. And like the, yeah, the, but the way people the, who are going choice. to choose to do that mm-hmm. are wired differently from you. The way I'm interpreting your argument is that every personality is the exact same at the start, and that's demonstrably untrue. No, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Well, you're saying that everything is an act and that uh, any kind of choosing to make that act is based upon all kinds of other factors. But there is something inherent in the way that people are wired. I'm never going to be someone who just randomly beat people up. Yeah, because that's not the way my brain functions. I, I, I'm too empathetic to other people. But I don't think that the notion of not being a person who wants to beat somebody up is wired into you. I think that's taught. I disagree. Um, I would. That's. I think that's learned behavior. So thinking you're that people it's, with anger issues. That's all just. No, I, from, I'm not saying that at all. But what well, you are though, because mm, if you're saying that everything is taught, then if there there are, I've known people who were like born angry, in much the same way that I was born sad. The fact that I'm depressed and have, like, diagnosed depression is yeah. not something that I learned. My no. brain chemistry doesn't function mm-hmm. right. But and t- that, that's kind of the issue, right? When when we're talking about about these types of, of, you know, philosophical views, they do leave things out. Yeah. And, you know, when they were first written, when they were first discussed, you know, Emmanuel Levinas and his theory of alterity, mm. that sort of thing, <laughs> Kant... He would say, "Yeah, those people who are hardwired, they're not people." And and it goes against what we are. It mm-hmm. goes against what we know, right? So these things need to evolve and progress in a manner. And that's that uh, uh that way of evolving isn't necessarily a combative head to head, but it's a rather uh I mean, people have a lot of problem with this in in academics of splitting it, of going like, "Well, it's both." It's like sometimes it is actually both yeah well and so like what i would also say is that if if you are somebody who is uh inclined or who has done in the past like there'd be a a, an interpretation of what i'm saying that would say that like um there's no there's no such thing as rehabilitating criminals and that's that's not what i'm saying but 
uh, if Th- you, that's what I'm interpreting you. No, say. if you are someone who has done that or who has been inclined to do that, uh, and you choose not to, that's different than somebody like me who might have a moment mm-hmm. of anger, but ne- would never actually okay. follow through. Right. On but that. going, sorry, going back to the original point, Mike Pence is not hardwired to hate queer people. No, but he's he hardwired to be that. hateful. Okay, that was what I was saying. I, uh, I, that's I very, very know. interesting because I would, I wouldn't agree that it's hateful. I don't think that he recognizes it as hate. Well, he I, doesn't think that queer people are people. But, exactly. but that's not that's right? not necessarily an acceptable like any form of an acceptable excuse or reason no, to no, have. No, no, no. Like, I'm not it, saying it's, that it's a reason to do horrible it, things. That's akin to the like, oh well, like morals were different back then. Like that's well, why it was which okay. is also bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It is bullshit. Mm. Because well, like, back like slavery was legal, but the black people who were slaves knew that slavery was shitty. It was oh, the white sure, people sure. who didn't know yeah. that. It wasn't just that. There was always an abolitionist movement that was always quite strong. Yeah, there was always people against. Like the reason why slavery flipped. Through the, yeah. I mean, the British were the ones who ended up out, like be aggressively pursuing it. They'd mm-hmm. capture American slave ships and shit, but they were the the primary benefactors of the slave trade after the war with the Spanish, because they were the ones who got permission to run the slaves until yeah. there was enough of a movement from evangelical societies, which I have problems with in and of themselves, but there was enough public pressure that they were like, you know what? Okay, let's get ahead of the curve. So we're <laughs> gonna we're just going to say, no, yeah. slavery's bad, and we're going to stop anyone who does it, because I see what's coming. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, the, the slavery thing, this was actually a conversation I, I've had in seminars and, and uh, university where, like, there are people who were generally racist because that was the tone of the day and then there are people who would have been like Klansmen regardless Mm. Cecil Rhodes is the one that comes to mind for me he was a bad guy so uh, I know that you were the one who the reason that Twitter thread showed up in my timeline about the Nazis who owned the German restaurant that that woman went to and I didn't really want this to be about like I, I wanted to talk about Seinfeld. Later, <laughs> you can still no. talk about Seinfeld. Um, well, what I really wanted to lead in Super is like that you think Pendulette Pen- is a monster in no. the same way that I think Dan Harmon Here, is a monster. No, Dan Harmon is not a monster. He's we, a terrible he, person. He loves everybody. He's my best friend. We, um, we haven't resolved this discussion though. If you're going to bring up the German couple, I think that is okay, actually you, illustrative. Okay, so the 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 I like, have long thing to do today. <laughs> the long and the short of the story that this woman told on Twitter. Could can you pull it up just so we can credit her? I don't want to like. I, it's Charlotte climber oh okay so I, t- explain who this is then if you follow her let me then uh, you 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 lead this off she is a uh queer activist she's a trans lady from dc into the microphone um i'm trying to look this up i'm so i can drop her handle oh paul's gonna show up soon too i just got a text from him yay um who paul our original third co-host oh wow uh who decided to text us two days before he was in town be like let's hang out bastard um Give me two seconds here. I'll look this. I'll just look it up so I can drop her. Okay, uh, at C M C L Y M E R on Twitter. Okay, so she told the story that was like the lead into it was working for this great guy who used to like they go out for lunch and he was an awesome boss mm-hmm. and like how awesome it was to work for this company that she was initially like not excited to work for. Uh, and then I might have missed one part of the thread because eventually she's talking about this German restaurant. I actually remember this pretty clearly if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead then. If you are if you know it better than I do. So there was a little German restaurant uh, run by a, an elderly couple uh, that she discovered and frequented all the time. Um, nobody else ever really went there. It was always dead. So, uh, you know, they they were avowedly anti-Nazi and all of this. Uh, yeah, they, oh, they had come over in the 50s. Yeah, and they'd been here since like 1951. And why this is relevant is I actually know was, I, I knew an elderly German couple under similar circumstances, which I'll come back to. Okay. Um, Damn. But uh, 
I mean, she went in there all the time and she got really friendly with them. And so they had a work lunch once where um, she brought the whole crew yeah. in and her boss was always very um, actively and avowedly would call out people for their shit. And so when he, they sat down, he was looking around and he's like, these guys are Nazis. And she he was a Marine. wasn't Yeah. He? Uh, and so she, she was going like, well, I've talked to them and not. But I guess for the, within the context, all of these photos were like very to someone who knew what they were looking for it was clear these guys were nazis so it would they i think it indicated that they had joined voluntarily yeah oh wow um like yes at one point it was mandatory to join the nazi party but they had joined at a time when it was voluntary and their son who had died had actually been an ss officer um so she knew like parts of the story but but not all not all of it and so this guy then confronted them about it and they they protested up to a point and then they got mad and they started screaming about you don't know what the jews did to us Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, sorry. Go ahead. Well, why this is relevant is that my stepmom used to volunteer, I think she still does, but she volunteered to drive this elderly German guy to and from dialysis. And at the time was when I was actively learning German and was like pretty much conversationally fluent. Um, so I, I came along a couple times and uh, Jerry served in the, the Wehrmacht. And like, I mean, he His was. His name actually is Jerry? Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> or not Gerald. Uh, what am I saying? Gerhardt. His name was Gerhardt. <laughs> but. Uh, he went by Jerry here. Yeah. And that's they, just super funny. Yeah. The <laughs> they, German uh, guy named Jerry. Yeah. They immigrated as well in the early 1950s. And, like, he served in the army and all that. But that really was a conscription thing. Uh, yeah. Um, and, like, he was pretty vocally against what had been done mm-hmm. to him. And, like, the dude had a life story. I mean, he was a POW in uh, Siberia for, like, four years Ouch. or something after the war. and Digging like trenches? Uh, he he tried to break out twice and eventually did and managed to sneak his way across the entirety of Russia on a stolen motorbike and then wow. had to like break into East Germany to get back to Berlin and it was a whole thing but like he was pretty vocally not cool with what happened yeah. to him and it yeah, wasn't until sure. like I mean I knew him and his wife for a few years before they passed away and like I mean as near as I can tell he was pretty sincere about that mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't a like lead with oh yeah fuck the Nazis it was like as we got I got to know them better this kind of bits and pieces came out and it was like Oh, I like you were you were not fond of them. Yeah, he may have served because you were like you nineteen had, when this happened. No choice, but that yeah. was a like okay, well we're at war. You're going to go and fight them now. Yeah, I think the denouncement has a lot to do with that. A lot of academics were forced mm. into it, and some never denounced it. They were just like, yeah, well. I actually saw know. a thread on Twitter with a guy who has a PhD um, related to this. Uh, okay, can you go and buzz Paul in? I have something to add to this. Okay, um, give me to two like seconds. Round out the conversation, but it involves. My entire point before with pen and atheism yeah. is that religion isn't inherently bad. Uh, it has inherent dangers, but as do any group. Yeah, right? and I, I just I think it's a tool. So in relation to what Paul was saying about being hardwired to hate, I don't think that's that's far too specific for me. I'm inclined to believe that you're hardwired to to categorize to feel certain volumes of emotion but how that gets channeled and where that goes is learned behavior um or like to a degree is learned behavior like if that gets that that kind of focus or energy can be channeled any way you want and more often than not in my mind religion is used at least in western society to yeah, I, is weaponized to I turn people against each other. Weaponization has nothing to do with the religion. I just, I think it has to do with those the men mm-hmm. who in the, are in the power positions. In right? the same way that I can see an argument that nuclear bombs are a valuable deterrent against warfare, I would just rather we didn't have nuclear bombs. But to just rather not have religion is like 
uh, a bit extreme as far as uh, I mean it, people naturally not maybe not naturally I mean if somebody wants to share oh, oh okay. well fuck you then Paul right you can at least come and say hi oh he's got the hair back again a little bit. sorry hi. continue I'm Chris how's yeah. it going Nice to meet you. Chris, Paul, Paul, Chris. Anyways, you were saying good to know. deep philosophical yeah, so I, just like Okay, so religion isn't inherently bad. Let me put it this way. Let me put it in a way that I think everyone <laughs> can probably agree with. All right. God isn't necessarily bad. The idea of a God isn't necessarily it's bad. It's not inherently bad. It's the way that people interpret it. 100% but on board for that. that does not justify asshole atheists coming out and saying there's no god prove there's god uh, and like poking people who could p- potentially be suffering there's no reason for that I you want to have a conversation let's have a conversation but don't attack people this falls back into my really like fundamental disagreeal or disagreement with um partisanship because i feel like that comes into the same lines yeah as, like, you know, I'm I'm a conservative <laughs> do party a member, fist, but yes. So I'm inherently going to hate. I fuck the libs, like yeah, or, yeah. or the opposite of that. You know, I'm I'm a progressive. So anyone who says anything even remotely out of the script is automatically my enemy. Yeah, but I'm not talking about, about abolishing religion. conservatism. No, I'm. I think the same thing applies to religion. If if absolutely. you are a fundamentalist in your religion, then inherently you think you are right. Yep. Which is why I would absolutely define like new atheism as a religion because you are a hundred percent sure that you are you right. Have the same amount of proof. Which yeah, is why ridiculous. I say I pretty don't, confident there is no God. I don't think there's a God, I but I don't see know. God in your face. Uh, in fact, it's one of my. Whenever somebody asks me to reach something, like, oh, can you get that for me? I was like, yeah, that's why the Lord made me tall. I'm just kidding. There's no God. <laughs> I, I, I. It is not a matter of uh, believing in God. It's a matter of uh, knowing. It's it's very very philosophical. Okay. It make me sound crazy. Uh, no, and I, I understand. <laughs> I, so I understand what you're coming yeah. from. That there are people that are persecuted. Anybody I'm talking about religion with in North America, if you're talking to me as a Christian, you're inherently talking to me from a position of privilege. Uh, your your belief system and the way you think the world should operate, like the moral structure that your religion imposes, is actually Im- like imposed on the framework of the world I live in, and I don't necessarily subscribe to it for the reasons that you do. Mm-hmm. I I don't fear I don't fear in this country talking to some, to a Christian who's being oppressed. That that's not a thing here. No, no, I'm and I'm not saying that it that it's necessarily just based on a, yeah. a, oppression either. I think that it's based on freedom. And, and when I say freedom, I don't mean freedom of like politics or, or freedom in that so sense. I mean awesome. literal okay. ethical freedom, where some people need a reason to do good things, and just because they have a reason, it doesn't mean that it's not good. Okay, okay, but I just then I need you to do good things. Like, if that's what you're going to say, then I need you to Absolutely. do good things. And if more of you are not doing good yeah. things than are doing good things, then we have something we need to, to sort out. that has to do out. with God. That has to do with a shitbag being a shitbag. Totally. And you can come and you can be like, you're a shitbag. But bag. never once have I said, like, God is the problem. I have but never But that's what Pendulette is saying. No, God what Pendulette is saying is that religion is the, like, but, organized, no, his, structured religion. book is called No to God. God, no. 
Or God, no. But, Whatever the hell. But, Garbagey jerk But off you're also... Uh, and also the other one's called Every Day is an Atheist Holiday. Every Day is an Atheist Holiday. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> and, like, yes, the concept of God as a creator, as a... Like, if we want to talk about no the problem. clockmaker, not a problem. Not but a as problem. soon as it's a, as a moral authority imposing... Like you want to go to a First Nation and be like, fuck your God. No, I wouldn't do it that. It doesn't make any sense. But you're allowed to do it to everyone else. Because, because their God what? isn't used as a cudgel to punish my behavior. God, come on. Like, that's that's just to being selective. What like, I that's should just, do. Yes. It's not but being selective. I think they're just as wrong, it's but being, they're in no position to do any damage doing to me. It's universal based on something super selective, right? Yeah. Christians no, but, can be assholes. But I haven't once referenced Buddha or Allah as being bullshit or unnecessary. God. You're saying God. Right? Atheism is no God. I haven't brought... Yes, atheism is atheism the belief that there's no God. Atheism is no God. But my, my issue with the public sphere is not their lack of embracing of atheism. It's the over-embracing of Calvinist Christian values. Then I don't think that that's necessarily atheistic. I think that's more ethical than atheism. Yeah, but it's right? still, there's still a I vehicle for that. with Pendulette when he says morality is more important than faith. But the thing is, is that faith faith is the thing like it's not that god is love it's that god makes you love god is believing that love is more important than anything else so it's just a matter of of outlook it's a matter of shifting of perspective and when you go at it like these people are shit as soon as you say these people are shit you're done you've lost like and i mean you've lost what you're trying to do You've lost right. what you're trying to accomplish because you're no longer uh, uh, making a change. You're making a, a, a war. You're de you're declaring something that is an absolute, and you're you've you've cut it off. But the only way that we can Just... make a change is not by punching a Nazi, but it's by talking to a Nazi. Oh, and let's talk same... about Seinfeld. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Seinfeld. I want to talk about religion again. We're not gonna win a war. I don't think we're gonna talk about Seinfeld. No, let's I'm talk cool about Seinfeld. Talking about Seinfeld. Um, Matt, do you remember when he was anything? like, gay people are like, mm, but it um, should be like vacuuming? Do you remember that? Yeah. So, friend of the <laughs> show. that political. Yeah. Friend of the show, Sam D. Grover. <laughs> uh, you, you told me was in the middle of a, of this first time. Not through. middle. He's on like season four. Or at least he was That's when we were texting about this the other day. Well, yeah. yeah, but he skipped a good chunk of early seasons. Cause Why? I think. Because they're bad. No, the, the no, early no, seasons are they're great. They're hard to watch because of the style and because of the filming and like. No, season one was bad. I don't remember it. It's I remember there was not one good episode. Insane, but I don't remember. Uh, we, we actually had a conversation about this when in the context of the Simpsons once because you said uh, that was on a different podcast. <laughs> I'm aware. It doesn't matter. I'm saying you and I, as human beings, have talked about yes, this in the context have. of the Simpsons because you have made the correct argument that more of uh, your favorite Simpsons episodes are in the first three seasons than you think. That is not true of Seinfeld because we discussed this once, and like half of both of our favorite episodes are season eight or nine when they ended. Like a good chunk of uh, uh, a really good chunk life's coming. of uh, like the really iconic episodes are season eight and nine. I, mm -hmm. It's I just it's yeah. long enough ago, and because it's not animated, so things do change. Fashion changes, yeah. and it's long enough ago now that you look at it and think, "Oh, that must have been really old." And then you actually watch it, and it's like, "Oh, this is like the really end of the old." 
Like this was, I mean, it was. I think it finished in like ninety seven, ninety eight. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So like, yeah, looking back I on it now, I did not realize how they, old Seinfeld old, oh, was. Oh, yeah, premiered in like eighty nine. My mind is or something. July fifth, nineteen eighty nine. The Seinfeld yeah. Chronicles. Seinfeld is older than I am by a month. Wow. Ditto the Simpsons. So. I, I feel like we had this oh, conversation, and I vehemently disagreed with you, because the stock tip is in season one, the pony remark is in season one. Yeah, but those aren't that good episodes. I love the stock See, tip. they have iconic doesn't the, moments. Doesn't the stock like, tip yeah. have Kramer like drinking and smoking at the same time? Here's to feeling good all the time. Maybe. I thought he belches I, smoke I could have that was like season three. But... The baby shower. Yeah, oh, I that's not the bris, though. I think Sorry. It, it just all like blends together yeah. in this. like Arguably the most like iconic her. Seinfeld episode ever, the Chinese restaurant, yeah. is in season two. They had moments. But that entire episode is... I'm aware, but look at their... So let's think other... (laughs) Go back to one of the later ones. The one that we most often quote, where George pretended to be a fucking uh, whale doctor or whatever. The marine biologist. Yeah, that was like season eight. Yeah, the red dot is in season three. When was the, um, uh, the contest? Oh, that was much later. Yeah. That was, that was like season six, season seven. So here's the thing. I'm not disagreeing there are good episodes, but if you look at the later seasons, the concentration of really good ones is much oh, higher. Yeah, and see, it's I, like trying to watch old Doctor I think I, impossible. oddly enough, I prefer the Larry David heavier episodes. I, just, I also think, like, I want to say that the shirt, the episode where George... The pirate shirt? No, not the, the puffy shirt. Yeah. It's, a, it's a George's red shirt that some woman spilled chocolate pudding on. That was pretty late, too. And he, is that late? That was like season five or six. And he wears it under sweaters, and he, like, saves it for the day that he's going to confront her about it. And he goes to her. That's the baby shower. Is it? Yes. Because he goes to the baby shower that's being held at Jerry's apartment by Elaine for her friend. The pregnant woman is the woman who spilled this on him and didn't, like, offer to, to, like, pay to have the shirt clean. And he goes wearing it to confront her with it. And some woman... At the party, confronts Jerry for not calling. You are the insignificant speck of <laughs> dust. I love it. It's great. Again, we're not in disagreement that there aren't good episodes, but go and look at episode. Like, look at season eight and nine. Okay. Okay. I'm not. It's well, just there's a concentration. They got more reliably good. I agree with as that. As the show 100%. went on, I'm not saying it wasn't funny. But from there's day a direct one, correlation but... with every show with money, right? Like the more money the show yeah, gets, Red Dwarf is the that way. Better it gets. Like, um, well, to a point, though. So the reason I, I want to worse as they go along, really, yeah. The reason I wanted to bring it up, yeah, the office got worse progressively. I'm, we're just finishing the office right now for the first time. No, no, okay. multiple times. I just watched but it I for the first remember, time. I can't remember the last season at all. So going through it, I'm. It's pretty great. Mm. So the reason I wanted to talk about Seinfeld is because w- we were watching some of season three. We're looking. Finish the... <laughs> no, I wa- we're running out of time. We can what do more than one. About? Oh, my God. We're the we one just, complaining we didn't have enough content. We just had, yeah, like, a, this di- is... a diatribe fight over religion. <laughs> we could probably use some Seinfeld banter. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is that if you're going to keep saying, no, you vehemently disagree, the later seasons weren't as good. The big Prove s- me fucking okay, wrong now. So where are we starting from? Season six? Let's see. Mm, season five. seven? Season five. Five. Season five? Which one's the fruit one? Because that's when I remember Ooh. it being like... The one where he loses his sense of taste? Yeah. I think that was... Just being bad. That was later. Really? I think so. No. Okay, so season six does contain terrible. my favorite episode, which is the doorman. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the yeah. doorman. What, pray tell, did the doorman say? What season has eating everything with a knife and fork? 
Oh, that probably would have been four or five. Because that was when That's solid. Um, Mr. What's his name was still alive. Because that was the, the guy that uh, Elaine was working for. And so, she still had the giant curly hair, so it had to be early. Yeah, it was very early. <clears throat> Season seven has the Maestro, which is good. The Wink, which is good. The Hot Tub, which is good. The Soup Nazi. The Sponge, which is good. Season which? So this is season seven. Yeah, I mean every single one of those is solid. The Cadillac. Oh, I do love the Cadillac. Oh god. I think uh, the one where um, Kramer just takes the sales guy out and they try and run out the Cadillac. <laughs> season nine. Which, uh, um, no, which one has the Japanese six. sleeping in drawers? No, that was not six. That was a thing, right? What? I'm not just yeah. making that up. Yeah, no, head, where he sleeps the Japanese guys indoors. And then they get trapped in there? Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about it holding up. Because like, we were talking about it being quite universal. Like The reason I brought it up is because Sam is watching it again and finding out that... No, he's watching it for the first time. Or, sorry, watching it for the first time. That's what I meant to say. And is like, finding it actually holds up. And yeah. I, I find that odd. Because it is very of the 90s in how homophobic it is well yeah there are yeah, things which there don't are work. things that don't work the whole threesome thing being like an eastern concept and, yeah. and stuff like that what do you remember when they're trying to have the menage and he's like what am i gonna do have like incense burning and silks for hanging from the ceiling and like oh no i don't know. we've already done instructions on air chris's wife just showed up my friend leah hi leah this is paul hey babe paul leah hi. everybody else knows each other um, so it, like I just I know in the context of talking about '90s sitcoms, something you brought up about Friends is that it's like aggressively homophobic. It is crazy oh, yeah. homophobic. Uh, and I like Seinfeld is exactly the same no, way. No, it's it's not. I don't. It's there very was, subtle, but there it's, was an enti- it's there. The, through the entire run of Friends was the gag that Chandler's dad was gay and he was really uncomfortable yeah. about it. Oh well, the, no, it's very anti-trans. For well, for and, a '90s too. show, Seinfeld is incredibly. Either so subtle that I've never picked up on it, or like there's a bit, but like that whole episode where well, Jerry I, was worried that um, he and George came across as a gay couple was very like we're not, but like it doesn't matter. But yeah. the, I, see, I always read that joke as to be like you wouldn't want to be thought of as homophobic, so you have to say like oh like we're not, but not that there's anything that's wrong not the with way that. that I oh, up that's on not that. how uh, I But also, it is a, it is fundamentally about a sh- like a show about oh, two guys who have hilarious. really shitty attitudes towards women. It's about oh, a, it's a show yeah. about four people who have really shitty. They're bad. They're people. bad. Oh, they're people. bad. That's, that's why the he ended point. it going to prison. Like that was the whole. It was a bad. Point. It was a bad episode to do it. But the point was like. The gag's on you for the past nine years. You've been 100%. empathizing with these terrible people. Uh, see, horrible I, I fucking people. They're I, I, bad. There are That's shows, the whole point. There are sh- no, I get that they're bad. That's why I think it's interesting that it holds up for them, because being an asshole is universal. Like, yeah, I get that they're Doesn't shitty people. It's not funny. But, Absolutely. But I think that Rick is a shitty person, too, and his attitudes towards women don't suck. Rick? Like Rick and Morty? Oh, I don't really watch Rick and Morty. Um, I don't know that I'd agree with that. It's all right. Um, I mean, I also don't think that like it's always sunny in Philadelphia is a show about assholes that I hate. Yeah, but I don't think they're ultimately like sexist people. Oh, but they definitely make sexist jokes and homophobic. I don't. I honestly don't watch it enough to know the details of it. We start to fall back into though general cultural mores. Because yeah. the 90s was legit a very different time. 100%. I mean, okay, it, then, it made news around the world when Ellen came out, and she wasn't even the biggest she TV like star on the day. She couldn't work for like six years, six years yeah. because of it. So like, like that, there is something to be said for the fact that even the... Well, I mean, shit. Uh, they had a, a whole arc where Susan 
explored her sexuality and was Shoot. dating a woman. Yep. And like it was played off kind of as a joke of, oh well, I drove her to lesbianism, but that wasn't a homophobic joke. No, it was and against I against George. I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that. I always thought that Susan being bisexual, whether they knew how to say that yeah, or not, they did not. Uh, no, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, was one of the more progressive angles of the show. But I just like it is about people who, and I get that. Yeah, they're bad people, but you can be a an asshole and not be a yeah but it's easier to as a writer to write a pig i guess i also want to cycle back to something you told me really recently um which is why i think that you can look past some of that because you told me that growing up in small town alberta you used to use a lot of homophobic comedy yeah yeah, and i wouldn't do it now like exactly that is the point but that's the thing is i wouldn't go back to those times and be like that was so great what an awesome person i was nostalgia associated with it's exactly embarrassing but but exactly and if that's the argument you want to make that we should be embarrassed that seinfeld happened that way absolutely there are there are episodes of my favorite shows that i watch now and i'm like oh rape is a device hey like yeah Uh, revenge of the nerds straight up a rape. You can't get away from it. But that's it. why Revenge of the Nerds is done. We garbage. canceled it. But it doesn't mean that it's garbage. It doesn't mean it's good, though. And it doesn't so, mean we need to hang on yeah, to but it. We I, I want to cut in for a second because I, I wasn't done right? my point. So, sorry. Sorry. You made that comment to me in a way that, yeah, you would be embarrassed about doing that now, but you still did it in the 90s. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's, let's give a little bit of credit here. I would assume if Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David were writing that again now, they wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I, I don't know I that that's don't true. I don't know about Jerry because yeah. you, watch, you watch comedians in cars getting coffee and like he, he, he throws his hands up to so many things. He's like, I don't know. I'm old. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, right? If your position is, I don't want to play college campuses because they don't, because they're too PC. Yeah. Maybe you should think that they just don't want to hear your racist and fucking it's jokes. Super Jerry. funny because he, like I watched his stand up thing today and like his latest one on Netflix yeah. and he is not racist. He's not homophobic. It's very like, vanilla and like you listen to his old stuff and mm-hmm. it's still very vanilla like, yeah and so i don't know why he's taking such a hard stance because it's not like it's yeah really affecting i don't know him. what yeah which is also why i'm a little more inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt Absolutely. because I, the difference between seinfeld and friends is that friends went out of its way to be homophobic 100 okay. percent. whereas yeah. i think there was a general era just cultural era of homophobia within yeah. the 90s which got played into yeah. And, like, I can't know whether or not that would still be in the show if he was writing it today. But I do, I'm do. i pretty confident the Friends would have. A hundred percent. Yeah, if we were, it, like, the Seinfeld kind of traced around the general culture. And fair. Friends fucking filled that shit yeah. in. I think that the point of that was that they were always trying, like, Seinfeld was always trying to riff on somebody. Which is why I've often referred to... Uh, Corner Gas is being like the Canadian ver- don't I'm not trying to pump this up I know you loathe that show but what I'm trying to say is that tried. Corner Gas is n- the joke is almost never at somebody else's expense whereas in Seinfeld the joke is almost always at somebody's expense and sometimes okay. it's, it's the it's the like it's Jerry's yeah. or it's, it's the hero of the story but but it's always and the, that, I, so. that was really uh, I think almost explicitly spilled out in that episode where um, Elaine got fired and George got a, a good job and a girlfriend. He's like, well, one of my friends was doing well and the other was doing badly. Still the case. Everything works out fine for mm-hmm. me. That's the whole point of it is, like, he's a fucking sociopath and the jokes are always <laughs> at somebody's expense. The fact that sometimes that happened to be at the expense of queer people, right. I think, was more a result of the era. Okay. I'm just imagining a remake of Hannibal with fucking Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> as the lead. 
It's just remember what's when the deal with kidneys. <laughs> okay, folks, Matt, jumping in here. We're going to put a pin right there. Uh, it's a short episode, but we covered uh, a lot of ground, so we're going to cut it off. Carry this conversation on next time on Drink This Podcast. Uh, Patreon listeners will see a bonus episode drop this week. We have a little pre-show banter that's going to drop into the bonus feed. Patreon.com slash SD Studios. We also have some Patreon business to finish, which we did in the process of recording this episode. It's just at the end, and that comes next week. Uh, so there is a couple of Patreon things to cover. That gets covered next episode. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Paul and myself, we hope you enjoyed it, and we will join with you again soon.